G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of Banner Over Whiskey. So uh, tonight you've got you've got Vic, you've got uh, Adrian, you've got John uh, and you've got myself Brad. Um, thanks for listening in, really appreciate it. Uh, if you like what you hear and you uh, listen all the time then thank you very much. If you could give us a follow on socials, uh, let us know what you think. Um, if there's anything we can change then um, we'd appreciate to uh, get that feedback and we'll We'll see what we can do. Um, of course, if you do like what you hear, um, please tell all your friends so that um, they can get some of the action as well. So tonight we've got a very special guest on. He's a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few times, probably our biggest guest as far as the amount of times that he's been on the podcast, Mr. John Jarvis. Gay John, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me on. I've uh, been looking forward to this. I, I do love how like within the first 45 seconds of your podcast, it's just nothing but sales pitch. Like give us a follow, tell your mates, just like straight into it. No no banter, no conversation, just like give us a follow. That's what I you're like here for, mate, the banter. The banter. The banter. Already, right, actually, I'm, I'm, after, I'm here for the over-whiskey portion. Like, and you, you know, you've, you've already delivered on the banter, so thanks for that. <laughs> We're done. That's it. That's a wrap. Job, job done. <laughs> so... Obviously, uh, you've got um, you've got some news for us. Um, so you've uh, you've got a bit of an event coming up soon. Oh, mate, straight into it. You, yeah. You know, no, no small talk, no chit chat. Yeah, no. There's there's a fair bit going on. So uh, I'm sure a lot of your viewers or listeners are you know probably probably know who I am, what I do. But if they don't, I'm going to give them a quick elevator pitch. Is that all right? Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, do it. All right. Yeah, right. So there's a few nods there. I, I keep forgetting this is not a video, though. It's just a podcast, so it's freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So as I said, thanks guys for having me on. Always a pleasure. I always love jumping on, doing virtuals and uh, and all this sort of stuff. You know, I'm a bit of a bit of a virtual whore, as some people would say. Um, it's always good fun. Been looking forward to this one in particular because it is just nice and nice and relaxed, and and we know each other pretty well, so it's it's always good. So. Uh, Listeners, my name's John. I'm distillery manager out at Hobart Whiskey, um, elevator pitch, right? So we're a small family-owned distillery based in Hobart or, or the greater Hobart region, established in 2014, owned by a local businessman called Rocky Cabo. His passion project uh, just sort of started up. Wanted to start making some whiskey. I come on board and decided I really enjoyed the atmosphere, so I just sort of took over, and now he just sort of lets me run it like it's my own distillery, but, but he pays the bills, so... Yeah, you know, it's always good. It's, I'm basically living the dream. Um, Brad, yeah, you mentioned it. So we've got some news. I mean, how long do we got? I mean, I could talk forever, right? As so. Yeah, as long as you want. Can I ask? Right. I just a question I've been meaning to ask you for a little oh, while. Yeah. On the um, on the bottles, on the Hobart bottles, it has the head distiller as as Brian Hinson. Obviously, yeah, Brian who, Hinson. Who's Brian? Brian, well, Brian is everywhere. No, okay. So Brian Hinson was uh, the founding distiller. So uh, when Rocky started the distillery, Brian was doing a bit of other work for, for Rocky and come on board and basically uh, helped do all the production side of the distillery. Um, lovely guy, just sort of maybe a little bit old, you know, by the time we got to making whiskey. Uh, <clears throat> distilling is not an over, overly strenuous job, but, you know, it still requires a fair bit of work when you're doing all the brewing and, and all that sort of stuff. So over the few years, we've had a bit of a change of hands. And um, if you've got a bottle with Brian Hinson on it, it's probably a bit of an older bottling. But the new bottles, as we could probably see, have all got Ben James on them. So we've yeah, got Rocky Charbo, founder, 
Yeah, so I did change it sort of a little while ago. Right. Uh, I figured it's time for Brad to buy some more bottles. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, I'm sort of impressed yeah. if you've got a bottle of that era. I really want to know yeah. what it is. Uh, I've got three bottles in front of us, and um, yeah, one of them's got got Ben on it, but you're yeah. right. The other two uh, I think are older. Probably around 2020, I changed. Uh, so I've got a 2019 bottle here, and it still says Brian. Um, but yeah, Brian. Uh, this, Brian is a, this is a 21. This is a 21, and it's got still got Brian on it. Yeah, right. Okay, so I must have made the change when I went to the new label, where we can print on the front of the of the bottle what it is. Ah, um, yes. Label labels aren't cheap, so you know we are mm. we run them out. But yeah, uh, Ben's been doing quite a bit of the work for quite a while. Um, a lot of people think that I do a lot of the production, but the reality is I don't because it's a shit job, right? No, I think Ben said that you do a shit job. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I heard. yeah that, that's fair. You know. Um, I, I sometimes offer to shuffle out the mash tun, but, you know, I strategically plan to make sure they've nearly finished before I even, you know, offer to help because, you know, we just, just, I'm just not good at it. You know, I've got to work on my strengths. That's why they call you blister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to his face. Start when the job's done. Yeah, yeah, not to my face. Um, so, no, it's good. I, a lot of people, obviously, I, I do a lot of this sort of customer-facing stuff and, and interacting with people, but I do have a really good team behind me. I've got Ben James Distilling. Uh, I've got Trevor Smith. He's our brewer. He's doing all the brewing, fermenting now for us. Uh, my wife, Rachel, as well, she's offering a lot of support around the distillery, uh, packing, logistics, dispatch, that sort of stuff. Uh, and, you know, I've got a, even got another team behind that, which is bookkeeping and that sort of stuff. But that's that's not important, you know, <laughs> about making whiskey, right? Um, there, there's quite a few people that I meet that are like, oh, you must be so proud. I'm owner of Hobart Whiskey. Like, you got no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky just sits in the background. I'm at the forefront and then everyone else does the work. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, I, you know, good on him. Good on you. Mm. Oh, look, it's, uh, it's a really good team. Really, uh, you know, Rocky's a great person to work with in the distillery. Uh, we, we talk about everything going on. Um, but for, for the most part, we're all working towards a common goal, which is just to make, you know, good whiskey, right? I mean, Absolutely. If, we, if, Absolutely. We're, if we're making whiskey that's, that's not good, then we're sort of up the creek anyway. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're quite lucky in the sense that Rocky's got quite a few other business interests. Um, you know, we we work hard to to make money with them, so the distillery doesn't have the pressure on it, and you know that just gives us the, the luxury of time because it's a patient game, right? Like you can't well, you can't rush yeah. whiskey, no. uh, or you can, but it's, it's garbage whiskey. So yeah, yeah, yeah well, you yeah, guys so. do it. You get you guys do it as good as, if not better than most. So you know, kudos to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, mate. Look, it uh, it means a lot. Like we um. It's, it's a tricky thing, and I've always said to a lot of, you know, any tour I do, any tasting, I present whiskies, and I'll, I'll never stand in front of a crowd or an individual or anyone and say, you know, this is the best whiskey you're ever going to have because whiskey is such a subjective thing, right? Mm. Like if there was one type of whiskey that was the best whiskey in the world, then why would anyone else make anything different? This is a subjective yeah. thing. People like different things. Some people can be wrong. Most people are wrong, but, you know, like I'm right and I, I make what I like. So, um, <laughs> yep. you know, Ben and myself work really closely to make, make expressions that we're, that we're happy with. And 
and that's all we can do at the end of the day. How often do you and Ben argue? Uh, look, it's <laughs> a, a, a bit, um, <laughs> but you know, I just, I, I just, you know, pull the trump card. <laughs> no, nah, you're wrong. <laughs> no, look, I, I I have a lot of respect for Ben. He's he's learned a lot over the few you know five six years he's been with us. Um, and the whole thing is, and you know, whether it's Ben and myself or myself and Rocky, just have a conversation about things. Right? Yep. We don't have to agree, but there's no point arguing or just you know just being a dickhead about it. Just let's have a chat about it. Yeah, it still doesn't mean someone's wrong. It's all just all about you know. Different opinions, different ideas, different thoughts. Um, yeah, so look, for the most part, I, I spend most of my days in my office with the door shut. So I really only go and see Ben if I need to go and hassle him about something or we're doing a tasting and need to go and you know, try some samples. And that's a lot more relaxed because, you know, yep. we're tasting whiskey. Oh, I saw, I saw uh, on um, Mark Teague's uh, Instagram socials the other day, um, so you're sitting around having taste some whiskey. It definitely <laughs> looks relaxed. Looked relaxed. That, that was just sort of like an impromptu tasting. Um, so my mate Dave was in, and we we're just trying a few samples while we were there. Oh, sorry, then, yeah, it was Dave. It wasn't Mark, was it? Yeah, well, Mark. Mark probably, you know, Mark's all over it as well. Um, but it just sort of just we're like, oh, okay, well that's good. So let's let's try this, you know. This 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 is a good segue into the to the project, right? I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, you can make me do that, you? Um, <laughs> I had a different segue um, in mind, but anyway, we'll go with that one. All right, okay, yeah. Um, and it was just yeah. So <clears throat> Dave's sort of working on his own whiskies. He's got a bit of high whiskey spirit, and he's making some whiskey as well. And we're trying that. And and the thing is, when you start tasting whiskey, it's sort of like a bit of a rabbit hole. You're like, okay, so. You know, this is not quite ready. I think it needs X, Y, Z. So let's try this and see if that goes with that. And then, uh, you know, let's compare it to this. And then let's have that. And I think by the end of it, we were sort of probably about, you know, 12, 13, 14 samples deep. Um, ben and myself being responsible, we were, you know, sipping and spitting. Uh, Dave had to get his, his wife to pick him up. So. <laughs> Of course he did. <laughs> not not uncommon though, you know. <laughs> he's probably gonna listen to this and he's gonna laugh, yeah. That's fine. On you, Dave. <laughs> um but yeah, it's good fun. Always good fun. I mean, you guys have all been to the distillery, I think. Have you been down there yet, Vic? I can't remember. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, no, you just, just I haven't been to Tassie in a few years. I gotta I gotta come back to Tassie. I haven't been there in uh, actually you need, you over ten years. There, you need to get there. Especially yeah. there. <laughs> uh, look it's always good fun it's got to be fun because we work so hard in other aspects of other businesses and, and in the distillery that if we're not having fun then what's the point of it you know, just it all, it, yeah. it, I can vouch for that it's always good fun <laughs> yeah. yes yeah. Probably, probably not so much the next day but you next know. day maybe not no. I got a question oh here we go uh -oh. the devil's devil's distillery Yep. Where did that come from? All right. So, I mean, when we when we started, <clears throat> we didn't really have a name for the premises. We didn't know what to get a license under. We didn't, Hobart Whiskey didn't exist. Um, you know, the devil goes down to Moona. I'm pretty sure that's what the saying is because we're actually based in Moona, which is a great Hobart region. Can you, can you just bleep out that whole thing where I said we're based in Moona, not in Hobart? Um, and, yeah, so Devil's Distillery was the, the licensee. That's where we got our manufacturer's license. 
And uh, to this day, I still need to put it in the bottle because that's what our manufacturer's license is, you know, not that different to, oh, I can't think of anyone, Overeem. <laughs> I mean, for a while they were Tasmanian distillery, I think. Or was that oh, Sullivan's? Was it Old Hobart distillery? Old Hobart distillery, that's right. That was Overeem. Um, Tasmanian distillery, I think, it was Sullivan's Cove, or maybe still is. Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean that that logo for Devil's Distillery, I knocked up in about forty five seconds. You know, just to to have something, so you know, some quality work there for sure. Well, you isn't your background digital design or something? Yeah, I'm sort of sort of a bit of a, a jack of all trades. So uh, one of my business mentors, or probably my my business mentor. I was the national marketing manager for Toshiba Australia for about 30 years. So I always sort of looked to him for guidance and advice and just sort of, you know, someone that I could talk to about pretty much anything. In early days in my journey into business and, and life, I guess, his advice to me was, you know, somebody asks you to do something, just, just say you can do it and you work it out. And that's how I sort of lived by that. So early days, I was a graphic designer turned, you know, video editor, uh, CGI animation, three uh, D architecture. Shit. Yeah, so I did. I made made a few, you know, short films and that sort of stuff. Made a couple of games in my time. Um, worked for a television studio for quite a few years, just doing commercials and all that sort of nonsense. A few TV series. There's one in one in Tassie called Love Shack. You know, I don't know if anyone's seen it. No, no I'm disappointed. No. Um, not really. Uh, and then, you know, just sort of turn marketing and marketing, turn business and business development. Look, basically, I'm just a problem solver, problem solver for, for Rocky and the family. And I, I think any anything in life can be solved with a bit of problem solving, you know. Yeah. Whether it's a design issue or a taste issue or, you know, sitting around doing a podcast. My, um, my first, first, uh, the first time I met you, that's not the right right term, but the first was at the start of COVID, you started doing the virtuals. Um, and, right, yeah. and I remember you up on the on the mezzanine there at, at Devil's <laughs> Distillery. Um and and you did a um you did a walkthrough of the of the distillery in the middle of the tasting. Yep. And um yeah, that was pretty good production. <laughs> I must admit. <laughs> uh, they, um, uh, John, John did a virtual with me even before that. So before we went up on the mezzanine, we actually just, I think I did one from home at one point. Uh, I think Ben did one from his place and the production value was pretty low. A lot of the production value's always been pretty low because we, we sort of pre-game those virtuals by having a couple of drinks and just sort of chilling out. Normally it's like, shit, we've got five minutes to get everything sorted. And, yep. you know, we're, we're a little bit more sorted now. Um, but yeah, and so I think that's that's where we first yeah sort of met, and uh, you're probably around about the same time you met Mr. Corey Meredith, and that it's sort of just exactly the same time I, I met Mr. Meredith and um, a few other people. So yeah. yeah, so so what you're saying is I've been like a really big influence in your life. Uh, definitely, definitely. I, I didn't know you looked up to me so much in in, in a good way too. Uh, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> Uh, it was always good fun in COVID. So I think I, I like to claim we were one of the first to start doing the virtual tastings around about the time. It was April 2020. Uh, we were sending out four 45 mil samples, which is a fair bit of whiskey to get through. Um, 
and yeah, the first first few I had a guest presenter. John was on once. Uh, Justin Farmer was on one. Ollie from the Whiskey List another time, and and Mark did one. But then we sort of found our found our feet, I guess, and we got upstairs in the mezzanine on the table. Dave, myself, Mark, and Ben, uh, and they were pretty debaucherous nights, right? They were they were fun. We wanted to approach it with a fun, lighthearted. Um, you know, sort of a feeling. We didn't want to sit there and just talk people through whiskey and, and all that sort of stuff because, you know, any, we can talk whiskey anytime. Uh, and and people really gravitated towards it. It's good fun. Mm-hmm. Just let your hair down in a, in a time, especially when people were restricted from going out and, you know, alcohol consumption went up because they had surplus money. But, but it was really just about engagement. And we made a lot of friends at that point in time, a lot of friends and, and people like yourself are stuck with us to this day somehow. Yeah, um, we, you know what, we, we had a conversation just recently with um, uh, Whiskey Pete and, mm-hmm. and we, we're talking about the, the, way, the way the virtual tastings evolved and, and everything. And he was sort of of the opinion that, you know, they've probably seen their day and, and people <laughs> are getting back into, into the face-to-face and stuff. But... Yeah. I think I think it's like what you just said, you know, like the way you guys did it, it wasn't just about the whiskey and and everybody felt like they were there. Um, and maybe, you know, for me, maybe that was partly due to the fact that I always went to the went to Corey's place and there'd be yeah. a group of us. Yeah. So I think, you know, like if people can make it a group group um activity, let's call it yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, a group session that where you, you yeah. also join the live like holy crap some of the interactions that you used to get um on those virtuals was really cool so you know i'll never forget the beer cask uh the beer cask um uh, virtual that we've done um i was actually still looking at uh some of the footage from that recently uh all the aftermath i should say yeah. of yeah. that pasting um yeah and that but it was i mean there were there were group sessions happening bloody everywhere on yeah. that tasting. It was so much fun. Like we had a mini audience at the events as well at the distillery. And there was, I mean, and there was Corey's house audience as well happening too. Yeah, and just 20 of us there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good time. It really was. But I mean, and that sets it apart from other virtuals, which you are right, Brad. It really does. Um, yeah. it, it's, um yeah just it creates a different level of experience with it um i mean look i know that there are certain um folk that still swear by the virtual uh like the online events uh whiskey companies still prefer that format for their their tastings so uh you know to each their own if they still want to carry that on post-covid it's uh it is is. i think it's 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 safe uh because at least if you get absolutely munted responsibly afterwards, you can just roll up and go to bed. Um, but, I'll say yes, if. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, but you, hey, you if choose. is a big bloody two-letter word, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't dare attempt that. Oh, uh, Look, I, I still love in-person events, but uh, there's something special yeah. about virtual events. And we always run ours and we'll continue to run ours if we maybe do one another time uh, on the Zoom setting, right? So we can actually talk face-to-face with other people. People can join in, have no camera, 
uh, no microphone if they wish, but people can chime in and have a conversation. It's about that engagement. What I didn't want and I will never want from a virtual is just presenting at people, like just talking at people, even if I've got other people to banter with. <clears throat> it's just, you know, it can be a drag. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's got to be fun and we can people like i said every, everyone's different people can tell us if they don't enjoy an expression you know again they can be wrong and i'll find out who they are but you know <laughs> this, they can tell us hunt them down and they won't be invited <laughs> yeah well you know whatever you're gonna do oh, you the um, so and for a while I've, I've had a lot of people i get a lot of messages you know john when are you bringing the virtuals back when are you gonna bring us another virtual tasting because yeah. people just love it so, um, so when? When are you? Okay. Well, okay. Good segue. Who's seen this coming? Um, <laughs> Tuesday, 18th of April, 6pm, we are go going live with our new virtual tasting. We are doing our virtual tasting. Same format, uh, slightly different samples, I guess. I mean, our old virtual tastings were typically cask samples. Uh, and this virtual tasting is four cask samples and one expression that we are releasing at the virtual so very excited to be bringing it back um you've probably got a bit of information you can you can spread to your banter over whiskey fans one word um you know just it's going to be good fun we're going to host it on the i should have double checked this date 27th of may which is a saturday i've had a lot of people say john why are you doing it on a saturday you know people have lives now they're going out doing things i'm like People that want to go and spend their Saturday at the pub, I don't care about that person, you know. <laughs> We're going to record it anyway. But uh, what, I, what I really want to do is see people, as you mentioned, get small groups together, grab your mates, your family, your whiskey, friends, and um, make a night of it. We're doing five 15-mil samples for $39 plus shipping. There's probably some free shipping codes kicking around. I'm sure there'll be one mentioned very, very soon. Very, very soon. Very, very soon. So, you know, you're getting five 15-mil samples for 39 bucks delivered. And you join us on the 27th of May, the Saturday, probably you haven't picked a time, probably 6, 7 p.m. after dinner. Kids have gone to bed, people have settled down, and we're going to have fun with it, I think, yeah, or it's going to be a shit show. It's, it sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't wait. And you, you have sort of mentioned that there's um, four, four samples and then one special one. So talk us, talk us through the, the, the four. All right, talk you through the four first, you reckon? Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> um, Ben and myself were sitting down a few months ago looking at our, you know, what we might have coming on in 2023 release-wise, and it was sort of disappointing and exciting at the same time, but we realised we've got a shitload of wine casks coming. Um, there must have been an era where we filled a lot of wine casks, which is a little bit disappointing because, you know, wine cask whiskey can always be a little bit iffy. Um, so we, we do have four samples though. We have our a Tasmanian Pinot Noir cask, full maturation. Now this is sort of a, a, a sibling cask to the one that we did in 2019 that I have a little of right here, yeah. uh, that I cracked down a few weeks ago. Uh, this was expert matured French oak Pinot finish, 57.7%, uh, which also at the time took out Australia's best whiskey and some awards, but you know. Yeah, I was about to say, that's like, that's one of my favourite um, expressions from you guys from, from the start when I first started drinking Hobart whiskey. Oh, that's all I've got left. So, 
<laughs> I'll save you. Right, there's a full bottle there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was, I really enjoyed that expression. I do really enjoy that expression. Yeah. Uh, and the sibling cast for full maturation Pinot. Look, we are, it sounds disgusting because you don't want these big red wine bomb, but it's actually really sort of mellow and amazing. I was really impressed with it. For a while there, when it was in a rack, it was really woody and tannic. We got it down let it chill out a bit, pop the bung, added a tiny bit of water into the cask and it's really opened up and turned into this really juicy, you know, pinot and balanced and well-structured whiskey. So mm-hmm. very excited to put that on, on the tasting. Um, likely to be cast strength, but, you know, I'm not sure. I, I have purposely haven't put ABVs on these on the uh, order, you know, on the product on the website because I just don't know where they're going to fall. Uh, the second one has already been changed once since I put this listing out this morning. So I was going to do a, a Madeira cask, uh, but Ben came to me and he's like, oh, I've actually got this Chardonnay cask finish that's really interesting. Oh, wow. Um, which so is a Madeira. Madeira, sort of Madeira sounds awesome. But... Yeah. <laughs> you, you've probably already tried the Madeira previously uh, through some barrel and batch events and that sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Chardonnay, we, you know, who, who does a Chardonnay cask? Well, we do. So we've got a yeah. Chardonnay cask finish coming. Uh, a tawny cask, full maturation tawny cask. Again, sort of a bit on the coattails of a release within 2019, which took out Category Women World Whiskey Awards. God, I'm, I'm hammering on about these awards, aren't huh? I? It's not like me. Wow. Um, so full maturation tawny. We've actually got two of those on the go. One is cut and one is cask strength. So I'm thinking and hoping we'll be including the cask strength full maturation tawny in the lineup. Uh, but again, I've left it a bit open-ended. And then the last one, something else we've never done is the musket finish. So we've got a big 500-litre musket butt at the distillery. I don't know if you tried it, Brad, when you were down. Um, we might have. I got a feeling we did, yeah. 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 I think we um, did, yeah. And because it was over in the, the back corner near the, the fridge. Or, yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did. It's, it's not, not really hard to miss a 500, 550-litre musket butt. But, <laughs> yeah, so, look, we're... Um, that's definitely from the cask and, you know, we want it to be a bit more muskety, but we're sort of really happy with how it's developing. And a part of our virtual tastings is sort of going through things and having a conversation. So it should be a bit of fun. There's, that's four, four of the cask samples that we'll be bringing to the tasting. Uh, would, then, would, you, would you at any stage, like if you do the tasting and people give you not negative feedback, but said oh, it, it, it needs water, would you look at changing the ABV on, on oh, absolutely. the actual release? Yeah, absolutely. Look, these these are all sort of flagged as maybes for this year. So our virtual tasting is called At a Glance, and I'm planning on doing this once a year, hopefully for May normally because May end of May is nearly halfway through the year. Uh, and it's sort of just like showcasing, you know, some of the things we've got coming on and, and, and talking about it. Uh, they might not necessarily come to fruition, um, they, they might still, they might be recast. They might just sit there for another year, two years. But we, we've also always had a pretty open mind to feedback uh, and always have to have that chat with people. At the end of the day, though, your example is terrible because adding water, right? Like my argument is put it down a little bit higher and people can add a drop of water. But if we cut it too low, then they're, you know, sort of stuck. Yeah, let's see, I... I, I agree with you. I, you're better, it's better to be too high than too low. But um, one of the things that I really enjoy about Hobart whiskey is the fact that you can drink it at the high ABV and it doesn't doesn't taste like that. 
you know um i just wonder if well i mean i i've got faith that you guys aren't going to put something out that's too hot <laughs> but do you know what i mean like oh, i just oh i i really do absolutely and, and that's you know these virtual tastings are a really good opportunity to to chat to people and chat to people that, that drink whiskey and drink our whiskey and and pick their brain um there's absolutely no judgment. I don't bring any judgment to any whiskey tasting or any whiskey ever, right? Like people can enjoy what they enjoy and how they want. Um, but, you know, sometimes you'll meet somebody that might be like, oh, you know, we should have a bit more, a bit more front palate and sweetness. And, you know, then other people can start looking for that. And suddenly it opens up, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, it's missing this thing. So, uh, and that's, that's why we do the Zoom style as well. Um, yeah. We, we take it all in stride. Uh, you probably all know I, I'm sort of like the biggest shister. I'll take the piss out of literally anyone, including myself. Uh, yeah. and, and streams are not unlike that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but we do really enjoy, you know, honest feedback from people. We don't want just a whole bunch of, uh, you know, people pissing in our pockets, so to speak, on the stream. You know, if, if people think there's a bit of youth or something's not ready or it needs work, we're, we're there to talk about it. We're not putting these whiskies out to to sell. It's more just, you know, a bit of insight to what we're working on. I'm glad you said that because I just wanted to tell you, you need to give your beard a trim. <laughs> you sound just like Rachel. She's like, oh, it's getting a little bit long. Nah, there's nothing. I want to go like a big full beard. I want like big Viking plaits, mm-hmm. I reckon. I, I won't <laughs> touch you if you do that, mate. So, yeah, you're talking my language now. Yeah. <laughs> it was the happiest day of my life on the scene. You grew your beard back though, Brad. Like it was a uh, oh, big time. You, you were a little bit terrifying there for a while. Oh, really? With yeah. the beard or without? <laughs> without, without the beard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so the other sample we'll be doing. I'll bring it back on track. You can just cut that bit out. Uh, the other sample we'll be doing on our on our virtual. Um, we're going to be releasing our first limited expression for 2023. You know. It was initially scheduled to go out probably 18 months ago and uh, just just wasn't quite ready. Needed a bit of work, kept working on it. It's um, a Tasmanian Botrytis cask. So I'm not sure how many of you here have had Botrytis cask before. So you know Botrytis is. I mean, it's just one of those sticky, funky wines, right? Yeah, had a Botrytis cask released previously, 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so you're in the money. You remember. Yeah, so I forgot about that one. Nineteen double five, yeah. Um, so we've been working on this for a it's while. The hat, John. It's the hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's doing it. Well, I told you, man. He, he's just got his spreadsheet open. He's just totally he has. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely. Yeah. Good Google happening. <laughs> Google spells the spreadsheet. The bloody the stock take is right there. We shop just right there. All the. All the bottles are right there. I, I can see the winter feast bottles just from the base of them as well. I can't even yep. see the actual, you know, winter yeah. feast portion of it. Um, so anyway, we've got a yeah. There we go. It's beautiful. <laughs> and there's a 2019 with a uh, sand uh, with a spray painted shoes. Yes, so, that's all right. Yeah. The first, the wrong Yeah. Uh, so Tasmania Botrytis cask. We had a few of them on the go. We we did one in 2019. Uh, this was matured in Botrytis, and then it was just a little bit too whiny, a little bit tannic. Uh, so we recast it into a Maker's Mark cask. And then swung the other way, and we sort of lost a lot of the Botrytis and wine characteristics we liked. So we recast it back into a Botrytis cask. 
a, and then we a second Botrytis a, a, re, a, a, a fresh Botrytis, yeah. Yep. And then it sort of went too far that way, so we split it and recast half of it back into a bourbon. So it sort of had this really weird oh, wow. maturation. Um, what what were the time frames? All right, so I think it's about five years in the Botrytis. No, sorry, four years in the Botrytis, two years in the bourbon, and then about six months and six months. So oh. it's, it's quite oh. an old whiskey. It's just had a bit of a, a rough life. Is that um, one of your oldest? Would that be one of your oldest? Yes, yes. So we're sort of hitting seven and eight-year-old whiskeys now. Wow. Uh, seven, six, six and seven. We'll, we'll hit eight soon. Um, but I'm determined not to do an age statement until we hit, you know, maybe 10 or 12 or 20. So, um, but it, it, it is. Fingers crossed for the year. <laughs> it's one of the things where we, we talk about quite a bit now tours and tastes and that sort of stuff we just sort of do what we've got to do to make the whiskey good right you know we buy fresh wood based on what the whiskies are doing we're small enough and have small enough bond store that we can find wood to suit what we're trying to do we can fill holes through recasking or, or vatting we do a lot of vatting as well uh, and this is actually the, the Petritus here, it, you know, clearly labelled as my sample bottle um, because I'm in, in the process of writing tasting notes, obviously, uh, and that's a, that's a long process, you know, requires copious amounts of tasting. Um, but, yeah, really excited to put that out. So that'll be, we'll be actually be, it'll be, I think it'll be about 200, maybe 250 bottoms. We'll be putting that out throughout the virtual. So... Mm-hmm. I, I anticipate it to be fairly popular, but who knows? Because I mean, a wine cask is always a bit of a gamble, right? It, you know what? It, it sounds really interesting, anyway. Like, um, mm. obviously, being able to taste it to start with—that—that's pretty cool. It's, it's um, terrifying though to put it up against four other samples because what if people are like, "Oh, that was my least favorite of the night," you know? Like, yeah, I, I get that, but. Um, it could also go the other way too, couldn't it? You know, if you've already had four samples and you then you try it, it's always going to taste good. Oh, so the four you reckon I should do the four cast samples first? <laughs> Mate, you do yeah, right. you do what you need to do. You're the marketing <laughs> expert. <laughs> yeah, no, you might be on something there because I thought we'd start with the Petritus, but you're right, it's going to be a fresh palate. It's going to be a little bit of a, mm, okay. What's the ABV? Uh, I think it's going to be cut to around about 55 or just over or under. I think 52 to 55, I think it's a sweet spot for like good drinking whiskey. Uh, 57 to 58 is good for that, you know, cask strength, not natural cask strength. Um, just to, just takes enough of the edge off that you can sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, this might be cut as low as 52. Might, might be cut as low as 50. If we, when we do our, our assessment, which is sort of Ben, Trevor, and myself, you know, sitting down, tasting it, watering it back, and, and trying it, leaving it breathe, if it drank really well at 46, I would cut it to 46, simply because that's, I want the best whiskey to go in the bottle that I can. But I anticipate 52 to 55. So will you go that low as far as the, the tasting panel is concerned? Like, will you, what sort of range would you, the uh, we, know, we normally have an idea where we think it'll drink well. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll have it at, at cast strength and then probably a drop of water just to 
we, we always have a balancing whiskey as well, which is normally our signature, just really light and, you know, nice, clean spirit. Uh, and we'll, we'll sort of just work through it at our own pace and talk about it while we're doing it. And then it might get to the point where one of us is like, okay, I think this is where mine drinks really well and, and Ben and Trevor. And if we get ring-ins as well, they might be like, okay, and then we'll get the alcometer and test them and see where they're at. Uh, and, then, and then basically we'll, we'll make samples up based on those numbers and then try those and then have a chat about it. And, and do, again, you, like, do you have a bit of a time time gap in between when you make those samples up? And, oh, absolutely. And we're, we're doing tastings probably every, you know, one or two weeks. Yep. And so this is not something we sit down and do within the space of half hour because we would be absolutely cooked and our palates would be decimated. Yeah. Uh, we, it's just we're trying to get in the habit of doing more tasting for longer-term projects, including these ones here, to so that we all have an understanding of what's going on with them. Uh, we can all put feedback in. And then by the time it comes time to cut, we have an idea of where we want it to be. So even this one, I believe it's around 56 57%. After, you know, just sort of hitting the palate tonight with the dram, I, I did just add a few drops to bring it down to what I thought was about 52 or 53. And I think that's a sweet spot for it. Okay. That's where I do most of my tasting notes. Then I cut it back more to get another layer of tasting notes and, you know, I just work through it. But uh, at the end of the day, if a drink will at 60%, that's what we're going to do. I mean, I love cast strength whiskey, but it's got to drink well. There's no point putting out a whiskey that just, you know, hits somebody for six when they sip it, even if it's a big whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you guys definitely don't have a, a um, ABV that you put out like other other distilleries, you know, like other distilleries have set ABVs, yeah. don't they? you know, which yeah. sort of seems a bit weird. Um, they do work. It does work for, for some of them. Yeah. Look, I, I can understand. There's, there, I guess there's pros and cons to everything. Uh, when I pushed my signature into Dan Murphy's, it was painful to explain to them how there can be variance in ABV because in their system, they just wanted a single ABV unless I, every batch, which we worked through quite quickly, I resubmitted it. In the end, I just put around 48%. Nobody's questioned it, so I'm just going to run with that. Hopefully, nobody from Dan Murphy's listens to your podcast and uh, looks it up. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, but, we'll, we'll ask both of them. <laughs> <laughs> One of them. Uh, but it's that thing where you, even half a percent, one percent, can make all the difference in a whiskey. It can yeah. fall apart. Mm. We've had whiskies that we thought were great, and we're like, just one more drop of water, it's going to be perfect, and it just it falls apart. Um, wow. You know, there's again a lot of a lot of things in play, temperature, you know, even just adding drop to a glass is very different to adding water to a vessel and letting it sit and then stirring it or letting it sit and then putting it in a bottle. So it's always a bit of a gamble. But I'm, I'm quite envious of these people that can just pull off like a 46 or a 58% round the clock. Yeah. Uh, would require probably a lot more cask management and vessel management than I'm ever prepared to do. So, but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, from the get-go, our first release, 48.4%, I think. You know, just we, we never stuck to a traditional number. Uh, we haven't cut, I think, below 47.1. I think it's one of our core range. I think the Solera, well, the signature of 47.1. The idea of a 43% whiskey just sort of terrifies me as well. 
Can, are we okay at 37%? Can we do a 37% whiskey? What? Yes, you can. But, yeah. because, well, if fucking Jim Beam does that shit, and it's all bourbon, <laughs> that rubbish. But, uh, well, you know, tell you us know, how you really feel, mate. You're right. And he's back. You know, I'll tell you how I feel. <laughs> I'll tell you how it. I feel. There's a, couple of, there's a couple of distilleries very well respected that they use the, the same ABV every time. And, um, it's not. There's no fucking way. You, correct me if I'm wrong, Jarvis. You're going to put a whiskey in a bottle and it's going to remain exactly that ABV. Say, for example, let's go ballpark figure, 47.15%. That's going to be 47.15% by the time it reaches the customer. No way. It changes. And anyone that's going to say doesn't, well, they're going to get themselves educated because, yeah. Well, so all those a, bottles you see. Point, point yeah. 0.2 tolerance yeah. in Australia that we were allowed with a spirit. So we could put 60 on the label and have 60.2 in the bottle. Do you, do you know what if that's different in uh, Scotland? No, I've got no idea. I've got, I've got a feeling um, uh, Will Pitchforth from, um, from Bladnock, or previously from Bladnock, he, I had a feeling that he was talking about it once and said that they had, it was quite large, the, the plus or minus yeah, right. the the, ABV. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, I thought it was 0.2. Uh, yeah, okay. But, you know, like the, these laws are just guidelines, right? They're no different to speed limits. They're just guidelines. We don't have to adhere to them. <laughs> I've been told from the moment you start filling the first bottle, from the moment you start filling the first bottle, depending on the run you're going to do on the batch, but at least someone in the States with bourbon, very well respected, uh, 5,000 run batch, and it could vary at up to 1%. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, so, so, so we typically strength test ours with the alcometer and on our little bench top still before it gets bottled. And then after it's bottled, we we grab a sample, sort of like you know every every sort of it depends every one hundred bottles and sample those all independently, and we hit them on the bench top still as well, and we use those for our sample bottles uh, just to make sure we're consistent because all the work we've done, last thing I want to do is come unstuck because bloody ABV is wrong on a bottle. You know, it's, um, yeah. What would you do? So what would you do if if you were up to one hundred and fifty bottles and Maybe if it changed, would you label it as a new batch? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I had to. Yeah. I mean, you just put well with my label, especially if it's premium label with a new ABV. It would be easy for me because I do everything in house. Um, well, we've done batches as small as like ten bottles, you know, and that's just again a bit of a, a bit of a luxury we have with being able to do what we do. Um, we can do one-on-one bottles, we can do custom bottles, and if the ABV changed halfway through because we bottled some on Friday and some on Monday, I'll just put a different ABV on the bottle. It'd definitely get customers talking, you know, same batch number, but different ABV. I would love to have a batch with, say, two or three bottles different ABV. Oh, that would be That's the right. best. <laughs> All right. Let me know when you make an order. <laughs> I'll just crack one open, put a few drops of water in. Don't tempt him. He'll put put an order in now. You watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So John is. I'm what do you think? Sure I'm doing last now. time we are, uh, we did a stream. I'm pretty sure I got a I got a big order at the end of the night. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, standard practice. Actually, every 
every time you come on, I put a freaking order through. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll just wait till my virtual tasting pack goes live Tuesday at 6 p.m. Do you like how, how I'm saying Tuesday? Because I don't know when you're going to broadcast this one. Yeah. That'll be a Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be a Tuesday. Next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping they'll be sold out by then. Not last Tuesday. No, <laughs> no, it should be all good. Um, so how many packs? Sorry, cut you off. Then how many packs are making available? Uh, I'm going to make about 400 available. I know it's a big, big. It's a lot of packs. Mm. Uh, but I've I've sort of done a lot of groundwork to get a lot of reach. I've priced it accordingly. Uh, if if I don't sell these out, I will eat my shoe. Uh, <laughs> you, heard it um, you, you heard it first. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a big shoe. Um, I, I know it was in COVID, but I think we topped down in COVID once at about 250 samples in a month, 250 sample packs. Uh, when, and when is the virtual? When is the virtual? Sorry? 27th of May. So it's about six May. weeks away. Okay. So, um, did you just say that the biggest one you've done is 250? Yep. And this one you've you've made up 400. Yep, absolutely. Well, oh, I haven't made up 400. I am not going to make up 400 packs. I actually have a trainee now, so my trainee Josh is going to make <laughs> up 400 packs. <laughs> um, That's awesome. You're going to need a uh, look. I and I, I have made it 39 dollars. Plus shipping, unless you had a coupon code, you know. Uh, Banner over whiskey. Banner over whiskey, yeah, that's a coupon. Banter over whiskey. There we go. This that, that was your chance to plug. You you're way this way. What? Uh, right. I've got we'll to make the listeners again. go all the way through the podcast before we give them the goodies. Can't just give. Oh them, right, well, give it up at the end, at the beginning. <laughs> five, five, five 15 mil samples, thirty nine dollars at your door. Right. It it just I I want to get old customers i want to get new customers i want everybody to just sit down with their with their friends and family and get a few packs and just enjoy it for what it is uh the whiskeys are good already by the time we get them in bottle they're going to be great and i, I don't know how well any of you know me but i don't normally talk ourselves up but i'm pretty excited about this one mm -hmm. uh, it's uh you, you probably don't believe it, but, you know, I enjoy being in front of cameras. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Rocky's going to get on the stream. Rocky's going, going to jump on. No way. Oh, that's He's awesome. Going, he won't be in Hobart, thankfully, uh, but he'll, he'll be on, you know. Uh, we, we've had a lot of people hit us up and want to do more virtuals. So we think one every 12 months is probably a good start. You know, and, I've... you know, it's a Saturday night, but you just you lock in a Saturday night. As if you were going out for dinner with your friends or you were going to sit down and have a few drinks. So this time you just lock in a Saturday to sit down and enjoy the night with a few drinks. Well, I know for a fact that um, Corey's place will be jumping. Um, that's already be, It's already been set up. So, Well, I, I made the mistake of sending Corey through the link to the pack today. Yeah. And, uh, How many orders did you have? Problem. Too many. Too many. <laughs> just instantly. I'm like... It's not going live till tomorrow and just instantly anyway. So, um, you know, it's, Corey's been a big, big fan of our virtual since day dot. And, and it's one of the, how, sort of how we met, right? Like I met Corey and yourself and, and John as well. Actually, I don't know how I met you, John. Maybe just through Whiskey Circles. No, I was one of the original fanboys of Yeah, your and they've got you on the 2018, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we've, we've had some debaucherous nights, haven't we? Oh, uh, yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> but I've matured since then. You know, it's going to be a lot more responsible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a little bit of grey in the beard. You definitely yeah, that's right. I, I can't wait to go grey to get rid of the, the ginger, I reckon John's the same. you got a long way to catch up. you got a long way to catch up. I think about bleaching it. I have got blonde. Oh, yeah? That would um, look really... Um, blonde. Interesting. Let us know how that goes for you. Before we lose the attention of your, your devoted fans, let's talk about the Whiskey Weekend as well. Oh, yes. So that's what I was actually, my segue was going to be. Um, can I can I try a couple of these in a couple of weeks when I'm down for a whiskey uh, weekend? Can, can we do a live? I mean, you could sit there and we can do a live way through them. You can down Absolutely. As well. I'm coming too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'll Done deal. As well. Yep. Okay. So, well, let's do that. We'll, um, we'll do, do a live. We'll, we'll get you guys. Uh, actually, John, Vic, are you... Uh, are you free the weekend of the 28th, 29th of April? Two weeks from uh, yeah, yesterday. Well, that's uh, yeah, if you, yeah, it, that's uh, Friday and Saturday you're talking about, yeah? Yeah, so yep. probably yeah. About, I reckon it's Saturday morning after the Bloody Marys is a great time to do a virtual. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's do it. Absolutely. I'll take the day off and I'll get drunk. I love taking the day off. To drink. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Especially when I go live and all the bastards at work are watching. They send me texts. Oh, love it. All right. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll bring some samples up with me and we can have a chat about it and go through it. Sounds yeah. good. Sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. If we do it in the morning, the Yanks can watch too and, you know, eat their hearts out too. That'll be, you'll be a good, good audience. You'll get America. Mm. Well, no, I, think I, these... I don't ship to America. I don't care about them. Oh, but they like they love the hearing <laughs> all about our whiskey, Australian whiskey. They love our produce, whether it's whiskey or anything. Mm. Uh, so it should be good. So the whiskey weekend in a couple of weeks. Great Adrian coming down. So yeah, yeah. something uh Christy Beef Lark, myself and Simon from Petal Wilderness Lodge have been organizing. Basically just a an all inclusive debaucherous weekend of food and whiskey. Oh. Brad, Brad, you come along last year, I think, didn't you? I, I don't did, remember. Yeah, it was pretty so. cool. It was really yeah. good. Really enjoyed it. So, and I think there's, I think there's still a couple of tickets available for this year. Uh, yeah. So we, we, that's right. Yeah, we should be having a bit of a shameless plug. Yeah. So we, um, we had a few cancellations due to the fact that people booked months in advance and then realised they've got like important things like family weddings and stuff on that weekend. So, unbelievable. I don't know. Disappointing, right? Disgusting. Uh, so we do have a few tickets left. Not too many, but if anybody is interested, I highly recommend it. Uh, we might even get you in on the Banff over whiskey stream. Absolutely, yeah, maybe. Oh, that, there's a good reason to go. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's it. Absolutely, I might even comp them a virtual tasting pack. How about that? Ooh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's yeah. always good. Vic, what are you doing that weekend? We better make sure Corey doesn't <laughs> get drunk. You're saying don't work, you're getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, we come to, to Tasmania, Vic. That'd be great. Gordon. Yeah. No, I, I can't. I've got something on the thirtieth. Yeah, that's so fine. I'll, I'll yeah, we'll get back to the airport by midday. Yeah. yeah. On the Saturday? No way. I still... I'll be, I'll be Sunday. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, John, what about you? Right. Bring the family down? You might have a uh, bit of I could be doing night shift uh, then, back on the rail again, so, yeah. Sick day, uh, you say? That's what I heard. <laughs> nah. Railway sick day. Good on you, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know, nah. 
I love my whiskey, but yeah, not that much. If I'm, if I'm doing night shift on the rail, I, um, I've, I've, I've got to fill, I've, I've got to fill my habits somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Have to work for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, John, um, how do listeners go about getting tickets? And do they just hit you up themselves, or if somebody wants uh, to the whiskey on? weekend, just jump on. That's a really good question. Um, just head over to Facebook or Instagram, look for Tasmanian Whiskey Weekend, send a message, go through to Simon, uh, and we'll we'll sort you out. Uh, Look, it's always good fun. Last year was our our first event, and it was a little bit messy and a little bit, you know, uncontrolled. Do you remember that walk, Brad? How was that gentle walk? (laughs) Do do you know what that walk is like, John? Oh, no, that's right. You drove, didn't you? Um, but look, we've learned a lot and we've changed things up. We've made it a lot more engaging and less walky and less exercise based because we realize our customers don't like exercise. A lot of people complained about that walk, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I was, I was, I was literally walking up a hill. Like, don't get me wrong, it was hard, right? But I was walking up a hill, you know, one minute I'm talking to, um, Simon. Another minute, I'm talking to Ray Daniel from Barrel and Batch. Then I'm talking like it, it. It was, you know, it was an opportunity to um to have a chat to people that I don't normally talk to. You know, and, and, and that's it. Like sort of attracts all walks of life. <laughs> and, uh, we have quite a quite a few people coming along. So we've got uh, Matt Bailey from the Scotch Pot Whiskey Society. Oh, Simon McBorrow presenting that that boutique whiskey company. Johnny mm-hmm. Holton from Transportation. Bill and Lynn Lark will be there. Uh, Christy from Kalara won't be there, but Arvo coming along to present. Uh, myself mm-hmm. will be there. Uh, Damien and Madeline Mackey with uh, Hunter Island Whiskey. Uh, Overeem representation. I'm going to forget people now. Ferno, we've got Ferno coming along. Oh. Um, pros from Ferno. Ferno. Nice. I'm sure I forgot somebody, but look, it's a good spread of whiskey, good spread of food. Uh, Simon's been talking up the food for a while, and so really looking forward to it. So who's who's on the um the bloody Marys on Saturday morning? Uh, making them. Yeah. Was there a problem last year? No, no, no. no. Just want to make sure it happens again. That's all. <laughs> is um is Simon going to be walking around with a Hobart whiskey bottle full of bloody Mary for the rest of the day, or <laughs> or what? The, the hilarious thing about that was that had no vodka in it, and he didn't find out until after he drank five hundred ml of tomato juice. <laughs> 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 I thought he was doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I believe it'll be the Clara and the Hobart vodka on our Bloody Mary duty. Um, but but when I make Bloody Marys for myself with Hobart whiskey vodka, I like to use the ninety four percent stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Oh Jesus! Okay. But, you know, so, uh, Bloody Mary is going to be like a recent and a heart starter. But you know, we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, fair know, enough. I, yeah. I think Christie's on a vodka for it this year. Mr. Mark Teague, Whiskey is My Jam, is helping head up the event a lot. He's doing a lot of the work. He's doing a lot of the, the comms and running the event. Um, so He might listen to this. You know that, right? Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, full props to him. He's been a godsend this year. He helped us out a lot last year. This year, he's helped out, like, an infinite amount uh, to the point where I've basically done nothing beyond get on this podcast and give it a shameless pluck. Oh, very good. <laughs> Uh, but but I did make a knife for the event as well, so I am giving away a knife at the event. So oh. just uh, well, actually, that's the thing. We've got ten bottles of whiskey to give give away, one from each exhibitor, and a knife, 
and everybody gets a goodie bag. Oh, wow. Wow. So, um, yeah, so you know, like you got a chance to pick up a bottle of, bottle of anything there, really. I'm not sure what the house is going to work. I think it's just going to be a lucky, lucky draw. Um, do I have to do, do I have to fight Joe for the knife or? Like a <laughs> well, Joe won't be there. Joe and Chrissy are away in the UK at the minute, so it's going to oh, be. Oh yeah, safe. but you know, so, yeah, no, no more scars this year. No more scars. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah. no, it should be good fun. But I, I highly recommend anybody that likes whiskey and uh, Tasmanian wilderness jump on. And then I highly recommend anybody that likes Hobart whiskey jump on our virtual. I've got four hundred packs to sell. Don't make me look like an idiot, mate. So. I, I think I think you'll do do all right with that. So they just jump on the um, Hobart or yeah the Hobart Whiskey website. Yeah, jump on the website. So tomorrow, uh, comms are going out at six pm. That's a newsletter, Facebook, Instagram. At the same time, I'll probably put up a banner on the Hobart Whiskey website. It'll be front and center. You won't be able to miss it. No worries. Uh, you know, I don't like using the word cost effective, but look, it's a great way for me to introduce Hobart Whiskey to a lot of people that might not have had it before. There's always a barrier when it comes to Tasmanian whiskey. And I'm just sort of trying to remove that barrier and and get it in front of people and have a chat about it. Uh, that doesn't require going to a whiskey show. Sounds sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds really good. It really does. So we might, you know, what we've been we've been going a little while here. Um, I actually can't quite see over an hour, an hour and a bit. Yeah. Well, you did say it's going to be a half hour stream, right? Yeah, so I did. Not, I did. And um, yeah, you took us on. A, off on a couple of tangents, so well done, <laughs> well done to you. Um, somebody's got to edit this now and try and get out as quickly as possible. Um, we might we might pull it up there. Thank you very much, John, for coming on. Um, thanks, guys, for um, contributing. Um, good good uh, good chat. Um, but um, for everybody at home, um, yeah, jump on the the Hobart Whiskey website. Grab yourself a sample pack. Get in amongst it. It'll be uh, it'll be a good night. I guarantee it. Um, especially Absolutely. if the, if you can get a, a group of you together and and sit there and um, go through the tasting, um, John is always um, a good laugh. Uh, it's always a nice time. It's always a great time. Um, and then of course the the whiskey weekend. Yeah, yeah. If you can get down there, do it. It's um, it was amazing last year. So yeah, hopefully this year will be um, even better. Um, okay. Thank you, thank you guys for having me on. Do we do we need to mention that if they use the code? Banter over whiskey. We absolutely do. Yes. Banter over whiskey as no spaces. That's uh, your coupon code to get free delivery. On the so, Hobart whiskey, the, the sample pack, you know, just free delivery. It would cost you $39 for five by 15 mil samples. I may also include a smaller, uh, you know, a small six sample as well. I haven't Ooh. talked about that one, but um, it, it should be good fun. And banter over whiskey—you can't. People can't get that wrong, right? No. no, no. And remember, if you can get to whiskey weekend, uh, John said that he'd give you a free sample pack. So that's right, absolutely. I did. I that's, that's if he's got any left at that point. You know, like oh, I'll, could, make a, I'll make a special sample pack. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, Very yeah, nice. So. Very nice. Tell him we said. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me online on on board tonight. It's always good fun. I enjoy this this banter over whiskey, and um, yeah, look forward to doing it again. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, guys. Uh, until next Definitely. time, everybody, um, have a good one and cheers. Cheers.